everybody. Welcome back to the Country Chats podcast with myself, Sandra Ganley. I hope you are all well. This is going to be our 16th episode. I cannot believe it. 16th or 17th episode. Absolutely mad. So I have a good friend here in front of me today. Usually on the podcast, I get to meet a lot of new people. Um, but today I'm meeting somebody who I've known for a few years now. So I'm delighted to have David James here in front of me on the screen. David, how's things? Sandra, great to be on your podcast. And I'm excited as well because this is my first ever podcast. So lovely to see you. You're looking great and delighted to be here. Oh, I'm delighted it's your first podcast. I suppose I didn't even think of that because obviously with you on the radio all the time, you're probably, you're the one doing the interview. Yeah, it's it's certainly strange now uh, being at this side of the, of the interview, but uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it and um, just looking forward to having the crack. And I see that your podcast has been going from strength to strength as well. So that's great to see. Fair play to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, 16, 17 episodes in, which is mad. And I'm delighted to have you on the show today. And um, as I said there at the start, we already know each other um, for a few years. I'm delighted that you have been part of my Jiving Juniors anniversary dance every year. You've done second, third, fourth, and you would have done the fifth only for we didn't get to have one this year. But please, God, you'd be back for the sixth. I know the kids absolutely love you for the simple reason that you come down and you start dancing with them in the crowd. Do you enjoy, well, I hope you're going to say yes. Do you enjoy doing the Jiving Junior dances? I love the Jiving Junior dances. I, I suppose for me, it's kind of like a, a throwback for myself because I was always the the youngest going to all these dances around home here in Donegal. Uh, me and my brother used to head off every Friday night to Letterkenny to the dance. And I was probably only about maybe 13 at this time, but I, I used to get into the dance up there. Um, so when I go down to the Jiving Juniors, it's kind of like a wee flashback back to my childhood and I love it. And, you know, it's great to see that you're cultivating that platform for all those young dancers who are getting into the music. It's just so great to see. And the kids are also enthusiastic down there as well. So I love the Jiving Juniors dance and I definitely missed it this year. It was actually the last gig that I did before lockdown was your anniversary dance. Uh, I know we didn't lock down to a few weeks after that, but the following weekend, I was going over to Liverpool to watch the Liverpool match. So I took that weekend off. Um, so the Jiving Juniors, the McWilliam Park, the 1st of March 2020 was my last gig. Oh my God, that's mad. And like, literally, I was so happy. Like I, I usually have, I have it sometime in March and it always kind of depends on yourself and Stuart and whoever else is singing. I kind of go by what suits you, but we literally just got in by the yeah. skin of our teeth. Thank God it went ahead. I really did miss it this year as well. But um, sixth anniversary, please God, we'll all be back. And I'm booking you now. You're officially booked <laughs> for this. I've no date, but you are booked. Um, and okay. it's great. Your dad does always come as well for the spin. And there's been a house party. Oh God, was that two years ago? Um, so right. yeah, that's that's the background, I suppose, but between the two of us um, was the driving junior dances. So, yeah, I know the kids definitely missed it as well this year. Never mind us, us two here whinging that we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, but it's such a great social aspect for, for all those kids as well, an opportunity to meet friends outside of school and give them all a common interest. So it, it's brilliant that way, isn't it? Mm, absolutely no we will be back please god for the six and even if even if we can't have one we'll do something we'll do something for sure so anyway for those that don't know you obviously there's a bit of a, an accent going on there so we know you're not from mayo <laughs> beside me you're from up there in county donegal you're on the border are you i didn't realize that yeah i'm just right on the border here in a, a little village called clay and um, it's literally about five miles from Derry, but it is on 
the Donegal side. Um, I live about 15, 20 minutes away from Letterkenny, which is where I work in Highland Radio. So right here on the border. But yeah, a Donegal man through and through. Very good. And I just had a quick look on your Facebook today, just ahead of the interview, just to see was yeah. there anything I was missing. But like, a lot, obviously, a lot of country artists at the moment are quiet and there's not much singing work going on. But your Facebook, you've actually been really, really busy. You have, obviously, you're on Highland Radio. You can talk about that in a second. You have been doing lives on Facebook. You have done a duet with Daniel O'Donnell, which has just gone totally crazy. Like, it just seems like you've been doing, you've been really busy, which is absolutely great. So I don't know where you want to start there filling us in. Yeah, well, you know, I suppose I have to be kind of grateful um, for the lockdown in a few ways because it gave me the opportunity to record a duet with Daniel because we were going to be performing at a concert together for Highland Radio last March, a few weeks after your Jiving Juniors event, and we had spoke about doing a duet that night. So then the concert was obviously cancelled because of COVID and everything was all up in the air. Um, and Daniel would phone me quite regularly just for the chats. He's such, he's such a nice guy. But uh, we were speaking on the phone one day and he, he just happened to say, you know, maybe we'll record a song. And I was like, of course we will. Brilliant. Unreal. So then we went about looking for different songs and Daniel was looking at songs and I was looking at songs. And we just couldn't find the right one that was going to merge us together properly. So we decided to contact Shuni Cramsey, who's a great friend of ours. And he wrote the song, Don't Take the Good Times for Granted. So we went down in to record it in, in between lockdowns last summer. And then, you know, we thought at that stage, maybe we'll hold off and release it in October time when things are back to normal, as we thought they would have been by then. And then October came, November, December. And then in January, we just thought, the hell with it. We'll just release it and hope for the best. So we released it and we released the video. And kind of very glad that we did now because you know it's done exceptionally well i think the, the video's got like five and a half million hits it's actually something. on 5.9 million as of an five, hour ago 5.9 million is it? yes oh, there you go. i checked earlier yeah <laughs> so that like almost six million people have watched that and had the opportunity to uh, go on national television as well we did like what did we do now? We did this morning, we did the six o'clock show, we did the Nolan show, we were on RT Radio 1 with Ray Darcy and I think we were on pretty much every radio station in Ireland talking so that was such a great thing for me and to get to record with Daniel as well who is my absolute idol, you know, I remember going to see him for the first time with my godparents whenever I was about 13, 14 in, in Letterkenny in the Clan Ray. He was doing a concert and, you know, that, that night was definitely like a catalyst for me to pursue this career so Fast forward six, seven, eight years and to have this opportunity to record with him has been brilliant. So been very lucky that way, being brilliant with the reaction. And I think it's really helped sort of get my name out there in, in the last five or six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the title of the song, Don't Take the Good Times for Granted, is very topical as well. And I mean, yeah. it's flying it on Facebook. But um Yes, when I, I, before every interview, even if I know the person, I'll do a quick Google just to see is there anything I'm missing. And like literally everything that came up in the first page or two on Google was the single. It was nothing to do with you on your own. It was literally you and Daniel. So straight yeah. away, that's that's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's been absolutely, it's just been so good for you. And it's building all the time, 5.9 million views. It'll probably be on 6 million after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know as you say it, it's been great the reaction that it's gotten and you know we've got an online store on my website and you know we were seeing all these orders coming in from really 
really, really international places. Like we were shipping to Australia and New Zealand, all across America, Canada, um, as far away as all across Europe. You know, countries that I'd never even heard of were on there and buying buying my single and my album. And um, I suppose that's the Daniel effect that you would call it. So uh, to be associated with him is great. Uh, and he's been such a great friend and mentor for me as well. So delighted with how that's turned out and you know I, I see people have like recorded line dances in america to it and different weird things like that oh you know, have it's, they it's, oh yeah, i must look yeah, into yeah. that so i'd yeah. say yeah oh god that's really cool well i'll definitely have a look at that that's mad that's when i feel like whenever you you see somebody doing line dancing over in america to an irish country music song you're like okay that's big that's that's a big deal <laughs> well do you know what i'm actually really looking forward to is whenever the shows get back and performing that song live on stage with Daniel to see how the audience reacted live in person, because we know they've reacted so well virtually, but it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, if they sing along to every word, if they sing a chorus on their own. So I'm really, really excited to see how that's going to pan out because, you know, we've, we really have had a hit whenever you think about it, but being not being able to perform it in front of a live audience is, uh, a wee bit disappointing so I'm really really excited to see how they react it and to see if they know it and sing along with it and all whenever we get back yeah oh no that would be absolutely brilliant and as well as that you're guaranteed that you will get to perform it with Daniel so you're guaranteed a few gigs there so on the business <laughs> side and on the promotion side that's absolutely brilliant and of course it's enjoyable it's a great opportunity so it's, it's kind of up yeah. from here really with regards with regards that side of things well, we'll keep the fingers crossed, you know, and just keep working away. And we have a few things lined up. Um, that concert that we were supposed to be doing together before the lockdown, that will still be taking place um, as soon as possible. And um, I'm also a guest on the Gertrude's Burn Cruise next February and Daniel's on that. So hopefully we might be, be able to perform in it on, on the likes of those shows. Um, so really, really excited about that. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's not it's not a matter of where, it's a matter of when. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd sing it in the local pub at this stage. <laughs> that's it. Anywhere around the yeah. kitchen. Um, yeah. And as well as that, then you've been doing your lives on Facebook and you've also, I mean, you're on Highland Radio. That continued as normal for you, really. So I suppose that was a great outlet, especially at the start, I'm guessing. It was, um, you know, whenever the first lockdowns came and everybody had stopped their job, like as far down as like all the teachers and all the rest, everything had just stopped. Um, and I remember there was a period of like seven or eight weeks where I, I, I maybe met two cars between here and Letterkin. I never mentioned COVID. We were upbeat. We were just playing the songs, having the crack. And I think it really helped lift people's spirits because, you know, for a long time, I think maybe my voice or the other presenters' voices might have been the only voice that people might have heard for a full day or a full week or whatever. So um, I think it, it was great in that sense. It gave me great comfort knowing that it was helping other people. But it also helped keep me sane, getting out of the house for, for that few hours a day. So absolutely loving my job up there. How long are you there with Highland or how did you get that gig or how did that all start? I got it like I get everything. I never shut up chatting. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was I was doing an interview with them um, for a gig that I was doing and my now producer, Linda McGorty, happened to be there listening to the interview and she just said to me, you know, 
you've got a, a good voice or radio and a nice presence would you be interested in it and you know it was something that never really crossed my mind before then and um, so I thought why not and they asked me what I send them in a demo so I had to go into just a local recording studio and record a mock radio show so to speak and I, at the time I felt so embarrassed like I don't I don't think I let my family hear it or anything before I sent it into them uh, but I sent it into them anyway and they called me and they asked me to come in and, and I had to do another demo live with them and then they started training me up and that was in I done my first show on the 2nd of October 2017 and um, I was covering for presenters and then December 2017 they offered me a full-time job to start the following January so I've been there now just over three years wow and were you in no you weren't you were finished school you were finished secondary school when you started that. yeah I just finished school um I was actually their youngest ever full-time presenter so and I still the youngest there yet so um yeah, it's great. I was going to say, because I was doing the maths there and I was trying to figure out where you're still in school. Um, um, so, and were you singing at that stage? No, you were singing at that stage. Um, yeah. Because you yeah. said you'd done the interview. Yeah, I started singing when I was at school. Um, I, I got a, a PA set and all the rest for, from Santa one year when I was uh, 14, 15. And my brother, he was heading off to, to China to dance in a show. And I remember that Christmas, he wasn't going to be there for Christmas. So he left me a Christmas card with some money inside it um, with a note, with a number for a guy locally who made backing tracks. So he gave me this money to go and get my first backing tracks made. So I went and got them made. And then my auntie was celebrating her 50th birthday and I was the entertainment. They were on a very tight budget. So that was my, that was, that was my first gig. And then um, for the next maybe two or three years, me and dad would just kind of drive around any pub that would take me in. And I'd do my show there when I was 15. I had my, my two hour program together and I was in around all the pubs singing. And I just did that for a few years and loved it and learned so much and had some great nights, had some dreadful nights. Uh, like I remember one night in particular where um, I was in a pub in any show here in Donegal and it was just me, my dad, my uncle, and one other man. And, you know, here's little 15-year-old me sitting, waiting to go on, thinking, oh, my God, nobody likes me, you know, and there, there's nobody here. But it just happened to be that that's the way the pub was. Um, so the owner was like, you know, you're still going to go on and sing away. We just we just keep it going here. So I remember that night, and I just pretty much sang to that, that one guy. But it was one of those nights where I really, really learned an awful lot about how to conduct yourself whenever gigs are hard like that. And I feel experiences like that have really stood to me and made me, made me really appreciate uh, the better gigs once they came along. Yeah, and that's, yeah, like even if you had five people the next night, that would be, you'd be looking at that and you'd be thankful for that. I get, yeah, yeah no, that yeah. absolutely makes sense. And I think all singers have had that kind of a night where there wasn't many people there or there was maybe the dad or the mom or something like that um yeah. so with regards to the singing it it not that it happened late but it, well i mean 15 16 was you know you got out on the road um so it was actually quite natural as well you just you didn't say i'm going to go out and start singing it was kind of natural you got the pa set and then your brother yeah. um got the backing tracks but um so, so since then you've been you've been gigging away um and then you got the job with the radio and that's what you've been at that's that's been it since really now one question i have because obviously 
Well, I know you're a dancer as well. Um, some of the listeners might not know that David is, uh, uh, according to Google, you got 11th in the world under 13. <laughs> I had to do a Google search. Um, am I right? I am right, aren't I? Probably. No, there was a, a sixth year in there. I got sick. Oh, I didn't go back far uh, enough, did I not, Sugar? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. So David is is a a world champion Irish dancer, and um, what's been in my head is, well, how did you find it hard when you finished school to figure out, am I going down the singing and the DJing route? Or am I going off? You said your brother was on tour. Was he, was he with Lord? Was it Lord of the Dance? Yeah, he, he was with uh, a load of shows yeah. throughout his time. He's been with pretty much all of them. Okay. Um, and did you ever, were you caught? Because you don't dance as much now. Well, he, I'm not, I could be totally wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. but tell no, me yeah, about yeah. kind of, is there a battle between the two? Or have you, it seems like you've picked the music over the dancing in a way. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, I started dancing whenever I was three and, and pretty much danced my whole life. And, you know, I think I, I owe a lot of credit to dancing because it, it helped me very much whenever I became a singer to be, you know, confident on stage or maybe at home on stage would be a better way of putting it because I was used to being on, on stage at Fashions my whole life and always loved dancing. But I think I always loved the social aspect of dancing a little more than the dancing. So <laughs> we'd get away. We'd get away to all these spaces in England and America and we just, I just loved having the crack with all my friends from wherever they may have been, you know, dancing was great in the way that it gave me friends in all, in every continent, you know, and pretty much a lot of the countries in Australia, New Zealand, all over America, um, delighted to have such great friends there. So it was great that way. But I think whenever Push came to shove, music was always the one that was going to was going to do it for me because I actually started singing um, by accident because the school was doing a, a school show and they needed a few more people um, to audition for, for the, the musical that they were doing, which was Oliver. Um, and I said, no, that I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. I don't sing, but they, they pretty much made me do it. Uh, and it, I'm really glad now they did because uh, from there I found country and then I just fell in love with that. So I think when it when it came to it, it was a no brainer that that I was going to pursue music. You know, I was gigging every weekend when I was when I was in school, and mum used to be giving out. She was like, you know, you can gig on a Saturday night, but that's it. And then uh, a Sunday at like four o'clock, I'd be getting ready. She'd be like, where are you going? And I'd be away to a gig somewhere with dad, and then dad would be getting given out to for her because I would have school the next day, and it was just it was just brilliant. But. Um, I think it was a no-brainer whenever it came down to that that music was going to be the avenue that I pursued. And do you still, oh, sugar, do you still, um, do you get to dance at all anymore? Now and again, um, I was on tour um, year before last with a show, with a a singing show in in the UK uh, for two weeks. Um, It was like a Night of the Stars kind of thing that was on tour. And I danced in that. You know, I think if I was ever lucky enough to have my own theatre show, that I would definitely incorporate the dancing in some way because I suppose it's such a huge asset to have in your life that it would probably be a shame not to use it in some capacity. Now, maybe I'd get really good dancers to come out and dance and I'd come out for a, a few steps at the end. I don't think I would be as fit as I used to be, but uh, definitely I would incorporate it in some way. Hmm. And when when was your last Worlds? How long ago was it since you danced at the Worlds? 
my last Worlds was in Montreal in 2015 in Canada. I was um, going to say, you haven't done it since I've got to know you. That's, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. Well, actually, actually, in 2017, um, I went back to my dance school because they needed uh, an extra fella for the, the Keeley. And we actually won the senior mix Keeley in 2017 mm -hmm. in Dublin. So that, that was lovely, you know, because the other seven team members, we all grew up together dancing from we were really young and we were all coming to the end of our career. It's funny, since we won the world that day, the eight of us haven't danced together at all since. You know, I don't think we've all been together again since really. So it was just such a lovely way to, to kind of cap it all off. That's that's lovely, actually. And serious yeah. question now, if you had to get up and dance your set, would you be able to have the fitness? <laughs> I didn't have the fitness when I was in Montreal, do the words. <laughs> do you know this? I, I think I could give it a good old go. Maybe we do a short one, like uh, the Piper or something. Yeah. Like oh, I would love to see you dance, actually, because I know you for so long as the singer. Like, so I would absolutely love. We should have. We should have organized this. I should have had got you to have the shoes ready. But um, no, that was uh, if, one question I really wanted to know was had you what was the battle between the two or was there because yeah. obviously as a dancer myself i've never stopped the irish dance and i there's a piece yeah. of me there that even though i'm nearly 20 i'm 28 now there's a little part of me that's like mm, if a tour came up i might go kind of i can't yeah, i'm not ready yeah. to give it up the jiving juniors is my big grow but the irish dancing yeah. will always be be there I, by I the side <laughs> always going to be with you but if you ever have another party in Bala Dream, is that is that what you yeah say? you have us uh, yeah absolutely if, you have if it right we ever have a, if we ever have another party there so maybe we'll get a step on then oh jesus christ that'd be actually yeah funny we didn't do that before considering there was myself and yourself and laura we could have done a step down the line okay that's what okay sixth anniversary it's happening the only time i've ever seen you dance is the slosh when you come down at the dance and do it with the kids that's right. That's it. That, yeah. And does your brother still dance or has he finished touring and that? No, he's finished touring now. Um, he had a great run of touring and he really, really enjoyed his um, life touring. He was a great dancer. He got second in the world and um, he was just a brilliant dancer. And he's actually a drummer now with uh, the David Craig Band, who are a wedding band here locally. And then he's also now nursing and um, he's into intellectual disability nursing the same as the same as my dad so he's following in his footsteps and he's also got a three-month-old son now so big changes for my brother big changes here in our house because it's the first grandchild in the house so um, we all absolutely love him he's, he's called logan and he's just been such a nice asset to the house especially in times like this um you know when whenever we're living in with covid and um, it's just been such a lift to everyone so yeah that's what that's, that's lovely and i saw all right you had a picture up with logan um so you'd have to start training logan up now as a drummer singer dancer yeah. geez there'd be lots of options and i must um i must say to my sister that your brother is also uh working with the nursing as well because we were just saying before the interview my sister is, is an intellectual disability nurse 
just and involved just like your father and they were actually on a seminar the two of them together today and now um, the two of us are here on a podcast so i tell you there's always a link yeah. there there's always a connection um, and yeah. as i said i've met your dad a few times when he's come down um he's been the roadie when you've done the dances down here mayo but um okay so i finally got i got my question answered so what was the battle between the dancing and the music so that's my that we can finish the podcast now my i know i've heard everything i need <laughs> um i know now one thing i didn't mention to you um number one it totally slipped my mind and number two sometimes i don't tell people we have a quick fire round to do <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprise for anyone that is listening to this on Spotify. David's face just changed totally when I said quick fire round. Um, yes, quick fire round. But I sometimes I'm happy that I don't tell people because then they can't like prep. So I have about yeah. 10 questions here. And we'll just one word answer, two word answer, that kind of thing. And uh, we'll go with the flow and see what happens. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so here's the quick fire round with David James. He's a bit nervous, but I think he'll get through it. All right, David. So, favorite American country music singer? Randy Travis. Favorite country song to listen to? Hard Rock Bottom of Your Heart. Uh, do you prefer to sing a jive or a waltz? I prefer to sing a jive, yeah. My next question is, can you dance? Now, we know you can Irish dance. I know you can line dance. I'm assuming you can jive and waltz as well. Yeah, I, I will give it a good old go, anyway. I? I, I love to watch you jiving and I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, who is your favourite Irish singer other than Daniel O'Donnell? Country singer or just singer? Oh, give us country singer and just non-country singer. So I'll let you have two choices. Okay, non-country singer would definitely be um, Tommy Fleming. And my favourite country singer in the Irish country scene would be Jimmy, Jimmy Brockley, yeah. Very good. Uh, do you prefer to perform at a concert or a dance? Concert. Why? I, I love the intimacy of a concert, you know. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy dances as well. And when everybody, everybody's up and dancing, but I really just enjoy the pullback atmosphere, the, getting the opportunity to sing songs that you would normally get to sing at dances, uh, a few ballads and stuff. So I, I love concerts, yeah. Very good. Um, what's your favorite venue to gig in as a, you can say as a dancer or as a singer? I don't mind. The Millennium Forum in Derry. I love the Millennium, such a beautiful theater. And I've had a few great nights there and the likes of the Opry Le Daniel was recorded there for Teacher Cahar. Um, so yeah, the Millennium Forum. And it's only down the road from me as well. Yeah. And also <laughs> Cowboys, Cowboys and Heroes Festival and the Claw Manning Festival, two of the best festivals. Um, absolutely love them both. Very good. Um, who was your biggest fan? Who was my, my dad? Yeah, he's my biggest fan. Oh, I love that. Um, do you play any instruments? I play um, some guitar, yeah. I kind of self-taught myself um, a little bit of the guitar. Now, I'm not overly good, but I can get by. And what, do you play it in gigs? I've never seen you. Yeah, I do. I play it now and again, yeah. Very good. Uh, next question we already know the answer to. What's your favourite local radio station? <laughs> Ocean F. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm, I work for Highland Radio, so I, I absolutely love Highland Radio. But I have to say that all the other local radio stations in Ireland have been so, so good to me, especially since the 
the duet with Daniel has come out. So, you know, I'm thankful to them all. No, that's great. What is your favorite song to sing? I love singing um, The Turn I Love So Well. Yeah, I love singing that. I suppose it's a song that's very close to my heart as well because my dad's from Derry and he grew up in the Troubles. So it's kind of like a throwback to his childhood and it just kind of means a lot. And it always gets a great reaction as well. So I, I always feel good after it. Yeah. Very good. And last one tell us something we don't know about you. Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> something that you don't know about Yeah, me. something we might not know by looking at your Facebook or your music or what any other hobbies you're into that we wouldn't even have guessed. Um, something that... Like sewing or knitting or bake. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love a bit of knitting. Um, something that I, I have to think about that. That's a really tough question. Okay, um, have a think. I've, I've one more question. What's your favorite um, okay. Irish dance to do, like Rio Jake, Hornpipe, Set? What's your favorite? I, I always love the, the set dance. You know, it's kind of the the, pri the, the prize piece, isn't it? You know, what ones be, did you do? Now, non-Irish dancers will not have a clue what we're about to talk about, yeah. but what, what ones did you do over the years or when you were placed high in the world? I used to do the Kilkenny races, yeah. Love, all the time just that was music. it the whole way through so kenny races oh yeah well um i suppose i would have done the blackthorn stick as well whenever it was a, a jig set a mixture of prankster drury as well i did that before and the piper and the darn full You've of done them all I did that before too. yeah yeah pretty much mm -hmm. so some something that people might not know about me is that Something people might not know about me. Sandra, this is the hardest. Okay, question. have you any fears? Yeah. Have you any, uh, are you afraid of anything? Yeah, I'm not afraid of very much, but rats and mice, I am so scared of the two of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I hate them both. Like, like I if there was a snake there, I'd be fine, or a crocodile or something, or a shark, but a mouse or a rat, I can't deal with them. Yeah. So you're no good, so if there's a mouse in the house? No, I'd, I'd be so scared. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So that's that's uh, David David James's fear. Rice and mats or uh, rice. Oh my God. Rice and mats. <laughs> Jeez, I'm getting tongue tied. Mice and rats. How did that turn out? Rice and what did I say? Rice and rice. Rice bats. and mats. <laughs> and I'm laughing because our local takeaway is called mats. Oh, is it? <laughs> rice and mats. There we go. Yeah, um, okay, so you just about survived that quick fire round. I think I threw you a bit, did I? Oh, you definitely threw me there, and I um, I wasn't expecting that, but I really enjoyed it. I have to say that's good. I really I put you on your toes. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was good. Um, I knew some of the answers to some of them anyway. Um, did you were you taught how to how to jive, or did you just kind of pick it up by looking? Like obviously, because you were a dancer anyway, it would have been easy yeah. to pick it up. But did were you taught or just picked it up naturally? No, I just picked it up naturally. Me and my brother, we would have. Uh, practiced here at home and we would uh, what you know what we used to do we used to watch the music videos at a time when there was people jiving and every music video ever yeah and so we actually watched those videos and learned the moves from there and we just learned them ourselves here in the kitchen and then we so went you to took turns friday night yeah did you take turns being the girl so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did yeah uh, we used to we used to take turns and then um, we'd go out then on a friday night and try to impress everyone there at the dances then <laughs> oh show off then <laughs> well, um, 
so go back to the well, the country music scene. Is there any? I suppose. Look, we look at the country music scene, and it obviously is brilliant, and it is great, and it's done. It's given you a career, and obviously the radio is linked to that. But is there ever any downsides or any negatives? I know in previous episodes. I have spoke, actually, funnily enough, it's mainly the lads that have brought it up, but um, with regards online trolls and bullying or comments, negative con- comments, have you ever experienced any of that? Well, I don't think there, there's an artist in, in any in any music industry that hasn't experienced some of that. Um, I suppose it, it ends up just being how you deal with it. Now, I think I've been quite lucky in the sense that with my job on the radio, um, I haven't ever got too much of it but um I, I think when things like that happen if you just kind of power through them you, you know you, you'll be fine but some downsides I think definitely I've definitely had a had a lot of ups and downs and um, a lot of the time it's been my family here that have you know kind of picked me up and give me a kick whenever I needed it but you know I suppose when you're starting out as a young artist it's very very hard to get opportunities um, to perform and opportunities to progress as well um, so I suppose it, I, I've, I have been promised quite a lot of things that might never have happened they never ended up coming off you know people saying oh we'll do this for you we'll do that for you and then it never happens and you're sitting thinking to yourself you know I suppose I was only maybe about 16 17 when things like this were happening 18 maybe and when you're at that age and then things don't happen or you're told no you know it's, it can be very hard to take so I would say that is the one downside, but at the same time, that is a learning curve. And it was certainly a learning curve for me um, to the fact that, you know, you have to keep working and keep going and keep pushing. And um, so, yeah, I guess that's that's the best way I could answer that one. Mm, no, that is that is good advice as well. And I mean, yeah, look, it does happen. Everyone, I suppose it's how you deal with it or the way you react to it can depend on the severity of it or how bad it is or that kind of thing. But it just, it came up on one or two of the other episodes. So that's why I just said I'd bring yeah. it up. Um, so going forward, I'm sure um, you have, not that you have to tell us, I'm sure there's a few secrets there, but I'm sure you have lots of plans and things and goals, I suppose, for when everything starts kicking off again. I think every artist or a- everyone has goals, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're there. It's just hard to know how they will pan out or when they will happen. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty, a list of ideas there for you to be working away on. There is, you know, being very lucky to have had the success with the Daniel single and that has presented so many opportunities going forward. So now I'm working on my album. I'm, I've been writing some songs with Derek Ryan as well. He's actually written one for me and we've come together. So um I think it could be my next single or maybe the one after that he's wrote um, that we've already got recorded. So really excited about that. And then once I get the album finished, I have something really, really exciting. Um, they are in the very early stages of planning. We're really, really excited about. So look, lots to look forward to going forward. Looking forward to just getting back out and meeting at the shows. Whether that's going to be on a smaller scale for the first while, we don't know. But listen, we'll go with whatever way it happens. And I just can't wait to get back out there and move forward, yeah. No, that's brilliant. And it's lovely to hear a success story, as in, look, I've been talking to the artists every week and some have been quiet and not doing anything music-wise, but it is lovely to hear that things have been going really well for you. And obviously there's a lot of things coming out of um, the song with Daniel. And like that, you have the cruise next year. So I'm guessing if you have that gig, you have loads of other gigs, which is brilliant. It's just, as I said, a matter of, 
when, not where. Um, but no, that's absolutely brilliant. And yeah, just getting out, seeing people. And do you know what? It's funny because I'm actually meeting more so, more people from the country music scene now than I ever would have because every week I'm chatting I to know. a different singer and I'm barely meeting, yeah. meeting more than I normally would. But it's lovely yeah. to catch up with you because um, obviously I know you and it's lovely to, to have the chats and see how you are. Um, now, you mentioned you have your website there. Uh, if people want to check out and see where you are, you're, you have your website. You have, as of this morning, 18,000 followers on Facebook, which is plenty. <laughs> yeah. and you have your well you might have an instagram that's a bit up in the air we, yeah. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> myself and claudia buckley we've both had our grams kind of hacked almost within like a week of one another because it's funny um whenever her instagram got hacked i text her and i was like instagram get hacked and a week later i said a text from claudia buckley and i was like, did you instagram get hacked so <laughs> both of our instagrams and so we're trying back at the moment and um, I don't know how these people manage to do it but they manage to do these things and and um, we're working yep. to get those back but yeah you can follow me on Facebook um, and also my website is davidjamesmusic.co.uk Perfect. There you go, guys. And um, yeah, make sure you go and check it out. Give him a follow. Keep an eye out for his Instagram page whenever it's back. I tell you, I thought he had me blocked because I couldn't find it. I even, I even said to Laura, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a rough patch. I even said to my sister, Laura, I was like, can you see as David got an inch? Not that I thought you blocked me, but I just didn't know why I couldn't see it. And yeah, I even, yeah. I was on the podcast page. I was on my page. And then I was thinking like, oh, he's going to think now I didn't bother tagging him. And oh, I was getting very worked up over something yeah. very simple. But now we know what's happened. So we can keep an eye out for the Instagram page. But David, it's been so lovely to catch up with you. And please, God, well, as I said, I have you take your, your, technically booked for the next Jive yeah. Juniors event. I don't know when. I probably, I know where. It's going to be Claire Morris. Yeah. We know that yeah. much. I just don't know when, but you are booked. I know the kids absolutely love you and I look forward to playing you when I'm, I'm back dancing outdoors now in two weeks and I look forward to playing all your songs again. Thank God. So I'll have you blaring out around Mayo and Sligo around all the pitches. Um, the whole yeah. village will it'll, it'll hear your voice. But um, no, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast and having the chats and filling us in on uh, what you've been up to. Thanks so much for having me, Sandra, and best wishes to you with the podcast as well. You know, you're such a great ambassador for country music down the west coast of Ireland. It's great to see you doing so well and bringing so many young people into the country scene and, and just giving them something of value in their lives and, I suppose, a sense of community. So well done to you and thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much. That's very nice of you. No, I appreciate that. So guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Country Chats podcast. It's going from strength to strength. I appreciate all the listeners that um, I can see tuning in every week. Make sure you go and check out David James's Facebook page, website, and keep an eye for the Instagram. And if you're not already liking the Country Chats podcast, go and check that out on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, the works. So guys, stay safe mind yourselves and I will chat to you in the next episode.